Welcome to Life Camera Action, a lifestyle podcast for filmmakers, writers, and other creatives. I'm your host, Victoria Rook, filmmaker and brand architect, and over the last several years, I've been helping creative entrepreneurs discover their brand voice, design their brand experience, and develop the ultimate creative lifestyle that allows them to live into their passions. Life Camera Action is all about empowering you with best business practices, industry tips, and creative mindsets so that you can accelerate your success in your craft. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing mindset and how it correlates with your overall success in life, how to recognize your patterns, and we will wrap everything up by playing out a scenario in which we will evaluate what optimal and non-optimal mindsets look like. So if you want a life filled with success, creativity, and powerful mindsets, then stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome back. So today we're going to be talking about mindset and how it connects with success in your life. This episode came to be um, because of some research that I was doing on some common questions that people ask around psychology and being an entrepreneur and, you know, making a life for themselves. And um, one of the questions that came up a lot was, does mindset determine your success? And in episode 103, talking about the three psychological sales principles, one of the things that I talk about is finding the hidden questions. So as I was diving into this question itself, you know, does your mindset determine your success? It occurred to me that really that's not what people are are wanting to know the answer to. It's not really just a simple yes or no. What they're really asking is how do I ensure that my mindset sets me up for success? And that is what um, people are really wanting to know the answer to. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about that and what that looks like in your life and how to identify those patterns. So before we go any further, I want to throw a couple definitions your way um, of how we'll be using specific words within today's conversation. For success, people define success in numerous different ways. And so I'm going to tell you how I'm going to be defining it for the context of this conversation. And I'm going to be using what I would call whole success, which means you're happy, healthy, wealthy, and fulfilled. So I would just say that you have achieved whole success if you're happy with your life. If your health is in order, you have enough wealth that you are financially free and that you're fulfilled overall in your life. The second definition I'd throw at you would be mindset. Again, this is another word that people define in a lot of different ways. For me, I would define it as simply the way you interpret tasks, challenges, opportunities, setbacks, and wins. We encounter all five of those things on a regular basis, and I would say every time you face one of those things, pay attention to how you handle them. You know, what are the thoughts that run through your head? What are the actions that follow? That is a good indicator of what your mindset might look like. So if you're looking for a short answer, to the question, does your mindset determine your success? I would throw out there a very contingent yes. I think your mindset, um, it plays such a major factor into the success of your life that I would go ahead and say, yes, it does determine your success, in my opinion. I guess this is where my disclaimer can go. I am not a psychologist, and in my opinion, I would say that, yes, your, your mindset very much determines your success. Because if you think about it, all the other factors that contribute to your success, such as discipline, ethics, financial management, time management, et cetera, what are those all driven by? They're driven by your mindset. 
So if you have a healthy, optimal mindset, then you are going to be more disciplined. You're going to practice pushing through things that you don't necessarily want to do, but you know that are important. You're going to have a high standard of ethics that you stick to, that you hold your circle accountable to as well. You're going to be able to manage your finances in a really wise way so that you're not um, falling into debt and impulsive buying and spending and all of that. You're going to be able to manage your time so that your responsibilities are covered and you're able to take care of yourself and your family and put food on the table and that sort of thing. All of those things are determined by an optimal mindset. So that is why I would be able to say, in my own opinion, that yes, mindset does determine your success because it is the driving force behind all of your choices and your skill sets. Your mindset can fuel you or slow you down. So here's what I'm saying and here's what I'm not saying. I am saying that I believe that your mindset does determine your success. What I am not saying is that any failures that you encounter, any setbacks, things like that, that you can turn around and blame it on your mindset. It is not independent from you, meaning it is not something that is out of your control that's controlling your destiny for you. Because if you take it one layer back, you're the one that gets to determine your mindset. So now are there things that are pre-programmed in them that you might need to unlearn um, or replace? Absolutely. You know, everybody you know, picks up things along the way that aren't healthy belief systems, are um, things that they're ignorant to, and that's okay. We get to handle those and, and deal with those as we will. But at the end of the day, you do get to determine your mindset. You do get to control um, how your mindset works for you. So if you see that you're in a pattern where your mindset's really negative and it's a little bit more self-sabotaging than you'd think, then that is an indicator that we might need to rework your mindset a little bit. And that's not bad. Everybody encounters that. I have not met anybody who's just been born with a mindset that is all about success and they've never encountered failure. They've never encountered any sort of setback in their life. It's just perfect and there's no room for improvement, right? Because as kids, you know, we're told and taught different things from different people who have their own mindsets of, you know, from themselves. And so there's lots of things that get thrown into your brain that don't even necessarily belong to you. So if you're finding um, that your mindset isn't serving you as well as it could, cool. That's awesome. We are now going to be in the opportunity where we can work with that. It's not a bad thing. It's just an opportunity. So coming back to the question, does your mindset determine your success? At this point, we can pretty much agree that there's, there's a yes behind that. But what people are really asking is, how do you ensure that your mindset will lead you to success? Because that's really what people want at the end of the day anyway. So I'm going to carry forward with the terms optimal mindset versus non-optimal mindset. Because keep in mind, it's not necessarily good versus bad here. We're not putting labels to what the mindset itself is, because there are a lot of ways that we end up with non-optimal mindsets. And there's ways that even non-optimal mindsets serve us. You know, there's protection mechanisms there. Um, It's really just a sponge. You know, you can look at your mindset as a sponge. And if you're giving it yucky water to absorb, it's not that the sponge is bad. It's just doing what it's what it's supposed to do, which is interpret the world around us and help us carry forward, right? So we're not going to say it's good or bad because even the yucky sponge can help protect us and you know serve us in certain ways. So they aren't bad. They just aren't always optimal. But what does an optimal mindset look like versus a non-optimal? 
I'm so glad that you asked. I'm going to list out a scenario in which case you're going to play a character and we're going to go through each of the five things I listed earlier and show you an example between an optimal versus non-optimal mindset. So we're going to go through task, challenge, opportunity, setback, and win. And as you go through each of these categories, I'm going to show you what an optimal mindset will look like versus a non-optimal mindset. The character that you're going to play is an actor who is looking for work. I'm going to read off the scenario and just as an experiment, see how you would naturally react to these situations. So here's your task. Your agent just sent you a ton of emails to go through that include auditions that you would qualify for. What would be your first response? How would you react in a situation like that? Now I'm going to go through the non-optimal versus the optimal mindset. So a non-optimal mindset in this scenario would maybe look like, Ugh, I have so much to do and I know these auditions are going to be a waste of time anyway because they never pick me. That response is, you know, really defeated. There's a bad attitude to it. It's not looking for an opportunity to um, improve upon themselves or their craft. It's really just kind of accepting failure before it honestly even came. Some self-talk that would indicate an optimal mindset might look like, wow, there are a lot of opportunities here. And even if none of these work out, look at how many casting directors I've just connected with. Plus, I get that much more practice and I'm that much closer to a yes. So where did your reaction fall? Did it fall under a little bit more of like annoyance and, you know, defeatedness of feeling like, oh, I have to go through all of these emails on top of everything else that I have to do for the day? Or was it more like, wow, that's really cool. I qualify for all of these auditions and I might actually get a yes out of something in here. Let's move on to challenge. So you went to the auditions and no one has contacted you back yet. What is your first reaction? What are you feeling? What are you thinking? What would you be saying to yourself right now? Just kind of take inventory on, on what you'd be experiencing if you encountered this. A non-optimal mindset could look like, I called it, I knew I wasn't going to get anything. I feel like such an idiot for trying to make in such a saturated industry. I really should be coming up with a plan B at this point. An optimal mindset might look like, let me take the reins on this and follow up with them. They might not have even made a decision yet. And even if they did, if I wasn't right for the role, I can at least see what their feedback is for next time. And if they know of any other opportunities that might be right for me. See how different that is. It even feels different. You know, one being more of just giving up and not, you know, picking themselves back up and, and not looking for the opportunity within something. Whereas, you know, having more of an optimal mindset in that scenario means you can find the opportunity. You're going to see how you can use this challenge to really work for you and learn and grow from it. Now here's your opportunity. You get invited to participate in a short film that takes place in a city an hour away for a four-week shoot. The non-optimal mindset might look like, there's no way I can make that work. Four weeks is way too long for me to be driving two plus hours round trip every day and night, plus the pay isn't even that good. It won't even cover gas. An optimal mindset might look like, this project sounds like so much fun. I'm going to make a playlist to get into character with to listen for the long car ride over, and then I can use the car ride back to catch up on some acting podcasts for any last minute tips. Again, the first one is just so defeated, and I think I think there's a lot of truth to that, because when you have a mindset that would not be as optimal, what ends up happening is there's this, this cloud of negativity and 
defeat that is kind of looming over you. And so even when an opportunity comes your way, it can be hard to recognize that it's actually an opportunity that can be really, really cool because you're only able to look at the negatives and what's wrong with it. There's that cliche that says something to the effect of there will always be a thousand reasons why you shouldn't do something. And that's so true. I think it's important to keep in mind that just because you can think of a reason why you shouldn't do something doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't do it. It just is a pros and cons list. I think that's the best way to look at it is you're, you know, evaluating on both sides because in reality, if you see an opportunity and there's more reasons why you should do it as opposed to why you shouldn't do it, then go for it. You know, just because something reveals itself as to evidence of maybe why you shouldn't do it doesn't actually mean that that's the way to go, that you should just let the opportunity pass by. So I think when you have a non-optimal mindset, it's easier to see the ways that things can go wrong and the reasons why you shouldn't do something. You know, it's a, it's a kind of a self-sabotaging tendency. And so that's one of the reasons that you want to make sure that your mindset is optimal so that everything seems like an opportunity. Even things that feel like they're challenges, you can turn them into opportunities. And and that's really the goal here. So let's move on to setback. Your setback is that just a few days before the shoot, the funding fell through and the project got canceled. The non-optimal mindset might say something like, wow, this is seriously just my luck. Maybe this is a sign that I shouldn't be doing this. Nothing ever works out for me. An optimal mindset might look like, I'm so disappointed that the project fell through. I was really looking forward to that, but I'm not always in control of how other people manage projects that I'm a part of, and this is no reflection on me. Since I had these next few weeks blocked off anyway, let me see if I could just find some last minute auditions or film projects to participate in. It's important to remember that having an optimal mindset might look really optimistic, but it doesn't mean that you're going to just ignore any negativity that comes your way. You can still feel things. You can still be disappointed. You could still be angry. You can still be upset. The difference is though, is that you're not dwelling in that. You're not just sitting in that for days and not picking yourself back up and moving forward. And I think that's the difference there is, you know, having an optimal mindset means you know, even as you experience things, even as you feel things, even as things don't go your way, you're still able to figure out how to push forward and move forward so that you're not stuck in this failure. Now here is your win. An agent associated with a major film that you tried out for finally called and you got the part. You start shooting next month. The non-optimal mindset, even in this win, might look like I shouldn't get too excited. Something will probably happen to ruin the shoot or I'll get on set and they'll decide to recast. I'm sure I'm not fit for the role anyway. An optimal mindset might look like, I can't believe it. This just shows how much hard work can really pay off. I'm so grateful that I never gave up and I stayed dedicated to my career goals. I am so excited to get on set. So celebrate those wins. Create a space where you can pat yourself on the back and really recognize and acknowledge all of the effort that you're putting into something. You know, you're showing up for yourself. You're showing up for your project. You're, you're giving dedication and time and effort and blood and sweat and tears into something. And that's what you're celebrating. You're celebrating more than what this project is. So could the project fall through? Could that funding lapse happen again? Absolutely. Right. But you're celebrating more than just the you know, surface level win of landing a role. You're celebrating all the effort and the time that went into winning that role. And that's what's more important because 
roles can kind of come and go and might not be the best project ever, whatever. But if you continue to put in that dedication and that effort, then it doesn't matter because you'll be able to get a role again. And that's what's more important because that is what is most sustainable and stable within that industry. There are a lot of ways to fuel your mindset for success. Because remember, your mindset is not permanent. You can change it at any time. You're always learning things. You're always unlearning things. So your mindset is going to be constantly evolving. But as long as you're fueling it with the right things, you know, like feeding your body really good and nutritious food, as long as you're fueling your mindset with that same type of thing, then you're going to absolutely achieve success. What are some of the ways that you can fuel your mindset for success? For me, I love watching inspirational videos. I love waking up in the morning and I have a playlist that I go through and maybe like 10 minutes or so. I'll watch these inspirational videos and they just really get me energized for the day. I have noticed that when I go on social media first thing, I will feel so yucky and blue and anxious and it just steals my energy for the day. You know, I could wake up so energized for, you know, productivity and creativity for my day, but instead if I'm, you know, jumping on social media first thing, I just get sucked into the world and the world is not always a very happy place. And so, you know, that's one of the ways to to fuel your mindset is to start feeding inspirational videos, like things that like really get you lit up for life. And make sure that you're turning off social media that does steal life from you. I will take social media breaks. I don't necessarily go on and announce it and, you know, tell the world like, hey, I'm you're not going to be here for a little bit. I just simply like don't really go on. And it could be for a few days. It could be for a couple weeks. I've actually deleted my apps off of my phone um, just so I don't kind of mindlessly scroll through stuff. And then if I need to check on things or do marketing stuff, I just go onto my computer and I do it. So I'm not taking off my accounts, but I'm not having it so accessible that I can just mindlessly scroll and then just absorb all the yuckiness and the complaining and the negativity, all the gross stuff that's going on in the world. Start training yourself to find the opportunity. That has been a lifesaver for me when I've dealt with health issues or disappointments or, you know, even failures. When I've been able to turn it into an opportunity to find the opportunity, it's changed everything for me. I I can't tell you how many things have been able to come into my life because I was intentionally looking for how to turn a, you know, failure or a challenge into an opportunity. Like what's the opportunity in this? And if you start practicing that, and it can be difficult at first, but once you start practicing it, it kind of becomes, you know, automatic where it becomes part of your default settings where something yucky happens, but instead of dwelling in it, you're able to search and find like, okay, what's the opportunity in this? And I'll do, I'll probably do an episode around that because it's so um, impactful in my life and I enjoy talking about it so much. If that sounds good or interesting to you, definitely message me and let me know and I'll put that in the episode queue. Another way to fuel your mindset for success is surround yourself with positive people. You know, people who can really support you and get excited about your wins and your successes right alongside you. There is nothing worse than being so excited about something or having really great news to share and then telling the wrong people, the people who are really negative or, you know, pretend that they're being realistic or playing devil's advocate, but really are just complaining and being a bummer and just having that life and that excitement just stolen from you. If that sounds really familiar to you, evaluate who's in your circle and what happens when you give them really good news. Are they really excited for you and they want to know how they can support you? 
Or are they more like bummery and telling you like how everything can go wrong and pointing out all the things that you messed up on? Because you're going to want people who are, you know, really like your hype men. They just get so excited for you that they can't even stand it and they want the best for you because those are the people that are going to fuel your mindset for success. They're going to be helping drive you to success and being along that journey with you rather than being, you know, more like on the sidelines kind of pointing out, you know, everything that you could have done better and why this isn't going to work and that sort of thing. You might even want to take it to the next step and appoint a hype man. You know, I've got um, some hype women in my life that when I'm feeling like down or frustrated or I can't figure out how to overcome something, I just kind of ask for some, some encouragement from them and they get so excited and they totally light me up and I'm like just re-energized to tackle the challenge at hand or to keep pushing forward. And it makes all the difference in the world because again, you're just looking towards your success. And when you feel like you're getting down, having somebody that can help pick you up. I mean, my husband's the best at that is that makes all the difference in the world. So find someone in your circle that can be that for you. Who can be your hype man? Who could be your hype woman? Who can be the people that really encourage you when you just feel like giving up and you don't see a way out and make sure that you're that for other people too. make sure that people can, can come to you and know that you're going to support them and give them encouragement and give them just that, that energy that they need to keep pushing forward because we need that in the world. A lot of people use meditation or exercise to fuel their mindset. You know, that's a way, it's a great way to reduce anxiety, to get out extra energy so that you can really rest at night and then wake up refreshed the next morning. It's a way to clear your thoughts and figure out what your priorities are. So practice meditating or practice exercising as a way to fuel your mindset. And of course, write everything down. Start getting into the habit of finding cool ideas or sources of inspiration and jotting them down because the more you start doing it, the more you'll start finding yourself in the flow and you're able to point those things out faster. And you get into this, this flow where it just feels like all these ideas come to you all the time and that you just have this endless supply of um, different pieces of inspiration that you can pull from when you're working on a project, when you're starting something new, when you feel stuck. I have a notebook that I physically write things down in. And then if I'm out and about, I have a special section on my phone in the notes tab that I just jot things down in and then I'll either transfer to my notebook or email to myself. And the point is just always have that um, seamless system so that no idea, no inspiration goes missed. Go ahead and start experimenting with dedicating mantras. There's certain mantras I have that um, allow me to kind of focus on um, things that matter most to me, things that I want to you know manifest and call into my life. And you can go on Pinterest or you can Google things and see what other people's mantras are because they're really, really fascinating. It, it's actually really interesting um, to see how people use that within their life. And that can be part of your meditation practice if you wanted. And just start writing them down and see what happens. That's kind of how I got into my mantras. And um you know, there's a lot of ways to look at it. The way I look at it is it's a phrase that means a lot to me that helps me get heart, my heart centered and everything into alignment and allows me to seek out things that um, I desire for my life and outcomes that I want for my life. And, you know, you can meditate on these, you can write these down and you know, put them on a sticky note in your mirror. There's lots of ways that you can start incorporating them into your life. Another way to call it is they're like focused phrases. 
And that's kind of how I like to think about them is, you know, my mantra is something that is really a focus phrase. It just gets me, you know, back into gear and moving forward so that, you know, if I'm ever distracted or if I've ever like, you know, fall off the bandwagon, I know exactly how to kind of reset myself and keep pushing forward. And lastly, study athletes. Athletes are so freaking disciplined and have such a routine down that allows them to really um, set themselves up for success. You know, the, the distractions are minimal. They, they just start shutting things out that they know don't serve them. So even I, who, you know, I have no experience with football, I can still get um, value out of studying athletes and seeing what they do and how they operate, what they allow to be put into their mindset and what they don't allow, what they bring in and what they shut out. Because the, the discipline is just so high up. Um, on that scale with athletes that there's so much to learn from with how they very intentionally program their day. They program their routine so that they are set up for success. So study that. See, you know, who your favorite athlete is. There's some documentaries online or on Netflix that you can watch that I've personally watched that, um, go into this. And it's incredibly fascinating. There's so many cool takeaways that you can use and apply in your life after watching them. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation today. I'd love to know if you have any feedback. As we close, I want to give us a quick recap and go over our remember, research, and challenge for the week. Remember, having a mindset that ensures your success is not going to happen overnight. It's not only a trait, but it's also a skill, which means it requires practice to master. Research. Start paying attention to your self-talk and see how you respond to tasks, challenges, opportunities, setbacks, and wins. And challenge. If you catch yourself in a non-optimal mindset, interrupt the thought pattern. Keep in mind our thoughts are more habitual than anything else. So if you equate the idea of interrupting your thought patterns to breaking habits, it becomes so much easier to redirect and replace non-optimal thoughts with more optimal thoughts to create an optimal mindset that will ensure your success. Thank you so much for tuning in. My goal for this podcast is that this helps you recognize patterns within yourself that are holding you back so that you can replace those patterns with what will work for you and what will propel you forward to success in every aspect of life. To stay connected, go ahead and like my Facebook page, Victoria Rook, and let me know how this helped you. If you have any questions or feedback, or if you would like to talk further about me working one-on-one with you, go ahead and message me there or schedule some time at victoriarook.com. And as always, as you build your empire, just remember, you can lead a life of fear or you can lead a life of love. So allow every decision you make to be made with love. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you next week.